Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I say this every episode and every week. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. People talk about gifts and passion. If you have a gift, lead with your gift. And don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. I interview celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and people I like to call industry decision makers. My next guest is Sky Alvester Black, the multifaceted dancer, singer, and actor who not long ago was performing alongside heavy hitters like Beyonce, Rihanna, Mariah Carey before hanging up his dancing shoes for acting classes. And guess what in the interview when I'm going to tell you how he got into acting, who had to make him get into acting. It's celebrating his latest gig these days. Sky started a new BET series, All the Queen's Men. I'm going to tell you one more time. All the Queen's Men, one of my favorite series right now. On TV right now. Okay, y'all know I don't just say that. He also played in the, a fan favorite, Jacoby, on the BET series, Tyler Perry's Sisters. Sky will also be starring in an upcoming legal drama, Lace, as he pursues his acting career. He was homeless three times. And sometimes this is what this episode is about. You know, we talk about faith. We talk about your dream and achieving it. But sometimes it comes with setback. And setbacks can be turnbacks. Well, he did not turn back. And he's on the show to talk about his career. And most importantly, all the Queen's men. <laughs> Please welcome my man, Sky Alvesta Black. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? You know, so I'll tell you something, man. I'm, I'm going to have fun. I'll have fun with all my interviews. But the fact that right. you, I've been looking at your face, man, for like a 10 consecutive episodes. That's how uh, riveting. That's how I laughed. I'm going to just tell you about the series. It was, right. it was dramatic. It was um, the ladies were empowered. I'm talking about the female characters yep. were empowering, yep. uh, and, and it, it just led me to believe that there's something, a different writing style. Kim Fields was she the primary director, or she directed a prominent amount of episodes? Kim Fields, the actress she, Kim Fields, she, she directed four episodes. Uh-huh. Um, Deuce uh, Deuce also directed two episodes, uh-huh. and Matt Barnes directed two episodes. So Absolutely. we had a a great plethora of different visions that all came together to make this like cohesive, you know, beautiful masterpiece. Absolutely. Have you, you hear nothing negative about this. I, I, I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. I laughed. I thought that, uh, I thought Eva, who's the star of this show, she is madam. Um, yeah, she is madam. You know, uh, I, I remember I was growing up, uh, uh, it was a movie I saw called uh, Truck Turner. It was an old star, mm-hmm. Isaac Hayes, and and it was a character kind of like Madam. She was a, it was played by uh, Lieutenant Uhura from Star Trek. She was the lead character. Uh-huh. I mean, she didn't take right. no gruff, man. I mean, she talked smack and she cussed you out, and it was like it's so different from her character. But it was like the first time I ever saw a character where a woman was like. You know, had our place and showed strength. And this, let's talk yeah. about the Madam character because she she's introduced very early on into the series because you meet her up front. Talk about that relationship mm-hmm. and also your character from a standpoint of developing and being able to carry it through this arc. Okay, so so that that it was um first and foremost, I I always say to Eva that um we have such a great chemistry mm-hmm. on camera, and um, I believe that's because. 
once we got our work and, and we understood what was going on in the entire series, we realized that these two characters are more bonding on a commonality of pain, meaning that we're both ostracized from our families. And the Madam character is such a vital and strong character because she's, you see a woman where a lot of people in society don't really get to see a woman running a business and also being, and also being a caretaker. Mm -hmm. And um, I always say Mm -hmm. the beautiful part about this show is that it's not a stripper show. Mm -hmm. It's a show based on humanity Mm -hmm. and, and society has this taboo upon male exotic dancing and they have a taboo on, you know, just uh, how certain people may get their money, which Madam does. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's an integrity Mm -hmm. to Madam when it comes to humanity. Right. You know, just really take, not judging people and, and taking them in. And I always say the silent character of the show is club eating. Club eating is a safe haven where all of these social misfits come with no judgment and hold each other down. And Madam has supplied that. And myself as coming in as her, um, her nephew amp, um, the casting process, it was written first and foremost, I have to shout out Christian keys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Christian keys because it's based on his book ladies night. Um, if you didn't know, and Christian wrote all the Queens men, I think, um, I don't, I don't want to misquote the amount of years, but he wrote it pretty probably, I think about roughly 10 years ago Right. for, and the amp character was supposed to be Christian's breakout role. And Christian actually plays the concierge on um, all the Queens men. And he's also executive, one of the executive producers. So he wrote this character and um, he told me, he said, once I saw your audition tape, I said, that's amp. He's like, it's like, you got it. You understood it. And I really did at that time when I auditioned for Amp before I auditioned for Sisters. And um, at that time, I was living in a one-bedroom apartment with two other people. Mm-hmm. And I just understood the circumstances of this kid wanting to get out of, get, have, have a chance at life. Right. Like have his piece of the pie. And I did not know what that went into prison for based on the audition size. Right. But what I did, I said, there's something about Amp because in the first uh, probably 10 minutes of the show, he runs to apologize. Why is he doing that? Mm-hmm. That obviously showed to me that that's not a bad kid. Mm-hmm. That That's not a bad kid. That was a kid that fell victim to circumstance. Right. So I built this whole backstory on Amp and Amp is uh, 28 years old. And I, all I knew was that he came out of prison after nine years. I said, this is not a bad kid. And, and getting the series and getting the rest of the scripts, it wasn't. He is actually a victim of circumstance from one bad choice. Yes. And, and he's actually an upper class, an upper class, um, upper middle class kid, probably upper class, upper class in Atlanta. And, you know, Atlanta is built, on um it's, it's the south um it's built on black excellence and and um you know a certain level of moral of upper level moral decorum mm-hmm. in certain circles right. and that is where amp comes from and and amp became a victim of his father's ambition absolutely and a lot of time and a lot of times 
as young black men or even black men, period. We're not allowed to feel. We're not allowed to be vulnerable. We're not allowed to say, hey, I don't feel okay. We have to mask it and we have to just make it work. And so Amp was always just trying to appease his parents, make his dad proud of him. He's a, he, in my mind, he was an athlete, a D1 athlete coming Absolutely. out of school, Absolutely. high school, full ride, everything. But he had a drinking problem. Absolutely. And he had a drinking problem. Well, let's let's, hold, let's hold that point right there yeah. because of the fact that I, I don't want to reveal too much. I want People got to watch this. Yeah. You, you're a good talker now. Now, Sky, I'm talking yeah. to Sky Alvester Black. Uh, we're, we're interviewing him on this series, the exciting series on BET uh, Plus series uh, streaming line called All the Queen's Men. He plays, uh, he plays a young man, like he said, who made a mistake and who has to find his way back into life. And uh, mm-hmm. he plays the nephew of a... Um, her character name is Madam, and she owns yeah. a club. And the club is filled with male dancers. And if you if you're a fan of Magic Mike, you know this is a yep. same thing. But it's just African Americans who are put, mm-hmm. the, the lead character is a female, not a male. Okay, yeah. and uh, her her bodyguard is a female, not a male. Okay, the right. decisions that all made from a operation standpoint are made by women. It's an empowering show from that standpoint. And this is why I, I really like this series. And this is why, because I'm older than you and I've been able to see television grow from a different perspective. Like, you know, like, for instance, mafia movies have always seemed to cross over and be accepted. You know, the, the violence, the, the the coolness, the the slickness, the family, you know, all, mm-hmm. always was bought into. And what we've seen since power has come on is that now they're allowing us to tell our stories. I'm talking about the general public, even black people are allowing yeah. us to tell our stories from a standpoint of, did he pop off? Did we lose him? I'm back. Okay, cool. I'm sorry, I'm here. Yeah. Okay, cool. So now they're allowing us to tell our story. And that's why I really like this because it has credibility to it. This is this is no different than, you know, when 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 uh when Ice Cube did players a long time ago, okay, with yeah. Bernie Mac. Yeah. But it's but yeah. it's, it's the credibility and the crafting and the styling and the fact that now we don't have precedents, we can see things that are like, okay, I can I can buy into this. And that's why I really right. enjoy it, Sky. I really enjoy your role. I enjoy the characters and the fact that, man, this is, like you said, it is a club filled with misfits, but they're relatable misfits because they all yeah. caught up into a world that they kind of trapped in. They can leave, but they trapped. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and because people care for them, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's 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 like a family atmosphere. Yes, it and is. And I'll go back. To, I'll go back to what you said. Um, as far as you know, Madam being Madam and Amp being Amp. Usually, the kid comes out. He's a trouble kid and was yes. gang member. Mm-hmm. And and it's like this. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. That is not the case. You know, um, it, you do get to see Amp brings you into the eyes of this already established world. And so now as the viewer, you're kind of navigating this new thing through Amp's eyes. Mm -hmm. And that is what I love that Amp has such a innocence and almost a naivete to what is going on. And he's also being schooled on um, how to open up himself because you you can see he's not very open, but you you see the learning. And I, I love that Amp, I always call him the viewer's character. Right. He's the viewer's character because because you're learning how this goes just as Amp is learning how it goes. So that was pretty cool to me. 
Absolutely. Let, let's let's go to my male dancers now. My boys, yeah. you know, my boy. <laughs> Doc, my boy Midnight, Face, Fuego. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. Woo! Yeah. Them, 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 blue. Can't forget Midnight Blue. Uh, yeah, man. Okay, now let, let's let's go and be real here now. Was any of these guys dancers before? Or are they dancers? Yeah. They're dancers, yeah, right? They are. Okay, cool. They are. They are. Uh, face gotta be a dancer. The, yeah, the, Face, um, a real uh, dancer. Face, who's played by Keith. Right. Uh, yep, he's a real dancer. Doc, who's played by Michael Bowler, is a real dancer. Midnight, who's played by Jeremy, is a real dancer. And El Fuego, who's played by Dion Rome, real dancer. Yeah, that, All of them. that Fuego, I mean, I mean, Face does a, he does some moves on that floor, man. When he flipping this yeah. woman, I go, I was telling yeah. my wife, I go, yeah. this is what he do for a living. That's what he. I said that ain't that ain't somebody told him how to do that. He didn't figure this out on the dance floor, and he did it. I said this boy is doing this for a living. Actually, all of the guys' solos were. Um, even though we do have a choreographer, John Silver, for the um, group numbers, but all of the guys' solos were actually choreographed by themselves, and right. that was the cool part. That's the cool part that I think with this show. It's so authentic because those guys live that life. Yes. For real. Yes. And and that is what that's why I feel there's a, a draw to the show because they know the world. Mm-hmm. And and I love it to see that they we were able to get people who are authentic to this art form, because it is an art form. And I, I had to learn it and I asked questions on questions on questions <laughs> to to make sure yeah. the validity of the show was was captured. We'll be right back with more money-making conversation with the star of the new BET Plus series, All the Queen's Men, Sky Alvesta Black. This is Rashawn McDonald. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. As I continue my conversation with one of the stars of the new BET Plus series, All the Queen's Men, Sky Alvesta Black. Well, you know, the, the fun part about this series, man, and it's funny. I'm, I'm just telling everybody I was entertained by it. I was, uh, I, there, there was sympathy in the amp character played by Sky. There's romance between Sky and Dime, and Dime is the, yeah. and she's the DJ, yeah. kind of like the, 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 the voice of the house uh, that's mm-hmm. there, uh, the, uh, you know, it it, 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 it playing blue is is like this fearless bodyguard. Everybody is fearless. Yeah. Everybody's fearless in this whole role. And and it's like it's it's one of those roles, it's one of those shows where you just challenge to step up. You know, if yeah. you if you want something in life, step up. Don't don't ask for it. If you if that's what you want, demand it and then put forth the effort to achieve it. And that's how you we see your character develop as you go into the halfway house and we see you starting to want. I, I like the way they brought your character along. It didn't jump out too fast. You wanted right. to try to go the route of what you thought would be successful. And then you saw an outlet. Talk about that transition in the amp character in the series, All the Queen's Men. Well, yeah, like you said, I really, really love that. And I love Amp's character arc because, you know, he he is coming out of I'm sorry, everybody wants to call you right <laughs> Oh, I know, I know. We, we're on multiple cameras, so don't worry. We'll edit and it'll be clean. It really will clean. Okay, cool. Um, I do love Amp's character arc because uh, you have to realize Amp is coming out of prison after nine years. Right. So uh, All the Queen's Men takes place current day. So that was 2012. So now when he's coming out, obviously he's been in prison um, milling over his what happened to him and how he wants to just come out and do better and be better. Mm-hmm. But now you see him coming out, and like you said, he, he's 
like, how can I take the road of the straight and narrow? How can I just be better? How can I steer away from trouble as much as possible? And then he starts to see that in wanting a better life for himself and also being ostracized by his family, he doesn't have mom and dad anymore. Wait, now I can, maybe I'll start this new life Mm -hmm. because, hey, 60 days later, I have to go and get it. I'm Mm going to be out of the halfway house and Mm -hmm. I have to make decisions on how do I become a man that is, that's self-sufficient. And one of the best, one of my favorite lines in the whole show, and if you haven't seen it, you'll see it. If you have seen it, it's where Amp has it. Amp says, he's talking to Dime and he says, but do you think this is really me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that one line shows you who Amp is. Mm-hmm. He really, really, really is a go-getter and he's going to make it happen, but he still has this underlying just morality thing like, I'm going to do it. But right. I'm, I'm going to do it by any means necessary. Going to sacrifice, but I want to do it right. Right. But she also asks you, she also comes back and asks you, this is what you really want. Okay. Yeah, she, she does. She she challenges she you because she said once you she get does. in, you're not gonna want to go back. And right. it's a lot of work. She reminds yeah. you that there is still work. It looks good. It's it's work to entertain. It's work to make to develop this clientele. That's the beauty of this whole conversation. Is that no matter what you do in life, that's why I was able to take portions of the story and apply. It if you want to be a banker, if you want to be an engineer, you want to go to college. It's if that's what you want to do. You 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 point your life in that direction. Work is tied to it. And that's the same thing with your career. Despite setbacks, being homeless three times, being in a place with uh, living with two people in a one bedroom, which is similar to the halfway house. So you had no problem with somebody sleeping in the room with you because that was a familiar consciousness. That's why I felt Mm -hmm. comfortable with your character. Now that it's out, you know, it premiered September 9th. How has the public Mm -hmm. reacted to your character and to the show? Man, I will be honest with you and say that um, we had a brief chance to speak before we went live, and the reactions have been so overwhelmingly positive. Right. It's such, it's so gratifying. Mm-hmm. I, I, I literally walk around, and I've been in Atlanta for the past week, and um, people say, oh, that's Amp. <laughs> and so, so, <laughs> some people, and some people get offended by that. I don't. Right, right, I don't right. at all, because... Last year, I was parking cars. Right, mm-hmm. I was valet parking cars from 7 p.m. at night to 3.30 in the morning so I could audition in the daytime to be able to be blessed enough to get a role that actually um, has impacted people. Mm-hmm. Like I've gotten countless DMs say, hey, your story and your struggle has inspired me. Your mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. inspires me. Because going back to what you said, anything you want, you can do it. Yes. But it requires a level of work and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And you have to be okay with the working hard and sacrifice. That's really important to understand that. You know, to, let's let's talk about the shift to this career here. You know, you mm-hmm. dancing. You know, you good looking guy. You in shape. You know, you know. And uh, now you on now you on the, now you on the TV show where you really gotta be in shape because them guys are cut <laughs> right. for real. Yeah, okay? man. Yeah. They cut for real. You know, because you, you yeah, you good looking guys, guy. But you know when you walked in the room and went, okay, okay, I got I got to do a little bit more work with these guys around me because they hey, no I joke, got right, guy? Plans. I got trainers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hit the gym after this interview. <laughs> hey man, I, I, I said, I said, boy, I said these. That's why. That's why 
why I enjoy it, man. It, oh, oh I, I'll be wrong if I don't bring up trouble. If I don't bring up the trouble character, we have not done this interview correctly. I apologize. She's incredible. She's <laughs> one of the sweetest, sweetest people you ever want to meet. She's incredible. Yeah. And Trouble is a character that comes into the show. She's a female that you don't want to miss. Um, it, again, the show is uh, diverse. It allows you to share uh, different lifestyles uh, and accept different lifestyles, laugh mm-hmm. at different lifestyles, be brought into the emotional um, uh, mistakes that we make. Not only yep. the lead character, Madam, but also the relationship that Blue has and also mm-hmm. the relationship, the decisions, not only that the main characters make on the show, but the 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 uh, co-starring characters make on the show. Yeah. That's what I really mm-hmm. like about the show. I really like the fact that uh, the, for me, the, on a Sunday afternoon, I'm just telling you for real now, I, I'm not a guy that right. likes to just, you know, uh, just sit down and watch show after show after show. I was brought mm-hmm. in. I, I, if it would have been 11, 12, 13, 14, I probably would have watched them. I probably would have watched them. But 10 was it. 10 is an incredible number. So I got to ask you now. Okay, where, where, where's 10 through 20? Okay, 11 through 20. Where, what's going on with that now? Don't, don't do me wrong now and say something crazy. Well, I guess that is up to the people. Okay. <laughs> and if y'all keep streaming it, keep watching it, mm-hmm. y'all will pray to God from my, from my, y'all wants to God's ears and my mouth to God's ears get 10 through 20, season two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like, you know, um, anything is possible, but I do know that it's getting an overwhelmingly positive response. And um, everybody's happy. So when everybody's happy, that's a sign for soon. Hopefully, we hear the ten through twenty. Or you know, I'm waiting too. I'm like, there you go. Oh, this is guy. Now you know all this. Was, this is a very physical show. You know, very touch, very mm-hmm. close. We know about COVID. We know about the the standards that uh, Tyler Perry himself implemented at the studio that he does. How was this mm-hmm. taped, and how was the testing process to make everybody in the cast feel comfortable? Um, so that, you know, it's crazy. I'd never filmed a show outside of COVID. Mm-hmm. When my <laughs> career really kicked off, it started with sisters. Mm-hmm. So by the time I shot all the Queens men, I had already filmed sisters. So I was very used to being comfortable at Tyler Perry Studios. I always say Tyler Perry Studios for me is like adult Disney, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because mm-hmm. um, you, it's the safest place. Mm-hmm. on earth because we tested um even before we left our home states we had to quarantine and test then we had another test before we got on the plane 24 hours before then we had another test as soon as we got there um then we were sequestered to our own separate areas and then we tested literally i think every two to four days and now it's even testing more frequently just because you know the various um right. delta variants and all that stuff so you feel completely safe and we were not allowed to be outside mm-hmm. of the actual studio property. Mm-hmm. So we had everything you could want. I mean, food trucks. Uh, Tyler was even generous enough to give us after wrapping. It was only after wrapping for two hours, just a little alcohol mm-hmm. truck um, and catering on catering grocery stores. So it was very comfortable. Like mm-hmm. nobody felt any kind of a, there was no point at no point where you scared or felt you were at risk. Mm-hmm. So it, it was incredible. I personally, I like that way. <laughs> I don't want to go back to the other way. I love that way. Well, you know, the, the thing about watching your character, watching you develop. And uh, first of all, I'm going to do my duty. 
you know, and tell I'm going to feature you on my Motivational Monday segment because your story is a, uh, as a dancer and a ballet training with Misty Copeland, uh, the, the famous ballet uh, who's based out of New York, you know, being able to share the stage. The limelight's already been there, but I want to just talk about making that transition because sometimes we get focused saying this is what I do, and then somebody comes along right. into your life and say, you know, you can do more. And then, but sometimes right. that doubt comes into our lives and say, well, why do you want? Well, because that means that you, you, you're going into an unknown and that's what stops people, mm-hmm. the unknown part. Now, Debbie Allen came into your life and pushed you. Talk about that. And so people who are listening and watching the show can understand the value of people seeing a person's greatness and then asking them to act on it. Yeah. So, um, some years ago when I, um, I, when I used to dance for Mariah Carey, Miss Allen was the artistic director and choreographer. And even before that, I had done some work with her. And she looked at me and she said, honey, you're an actor. I'm going to make you an actor. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you're not. That's not me. She said, honey, <laughs> you don't know who you are yet. Mm-hmm. And she was so right. And she literally, from the beginning, she took me under her wing and she gave me parts in her stage plays. Mm-hmm. And it was, it became this kind of like, oh, this is cool. But then with the training and everything like that, I started to find this kind of, I'll be honest, it became an obsession for me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm, I always put God first. And that's just me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to surrender to what you think you want and follow what will God has for you in your life. Mm -hmm. And I always say when I pray specifics matter because I remember being a kid and I was like, I want to be on TV. I want to be a star. I want to do it. And actually I wanted to sing, but when I prayed, I prayed, I said, I want to be on TV. And that was my destiny. And I felt like God gave me an angel in Debbie Allen to notice what was already going to be my destiny down the line and walk fully in purpose. And I'm, I'm a true believer of that. And it is the best feeling ever. I never personally planned to be an actor, but I'm so glad that I was able to acquiesce to the plan for my life. Right. And, and, and after I acquiesced, I'm not going to say it was easy because there's a lot of no's, <laughs> there's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of this, like, Again, nothing worth having is easy. Nobody makes it overnight. I was watching an interview with Denzel and he said it took me 18 years to be an overnight success. Yes. And it took and it took me about 20. Mm-hmm. So um again, sometimes you gotta listen. You gotta listen. Well, my brother. But when you do listen, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> keep I, I going. hope you I hope you're listening to me, man. Great. You're super talented. You're handsome. You're humble. It comes across on the screen. And uh, you. I, you, you got a product out there, man. I was, you know, thoroughly entertained. And, you know, I'm just so happy that television is allowed with the streaming platforms allowed for black content to be shown like this. Because if we was under the old mm-hmm. format, great content like this would not be seen. Because we was under the streaming allows this format to come out. You know, all the Queen's men, you know, my man, uh, Sky Vesta Black is a star, okay? And uh, 10 episodes, I watched one after the other, after the other. I laughed. I was entertained. I was like, man, this is really, really good. And and thank you, man, for coming on Money Breaking Conversations. 
Oh, thank you for having me, man. I'm so grateful. I am so grateful for your time because I know, you know, everybody has stuff to do in the day. So thank you for wanting to talk to me. I appreciate it. Oh, no, it, it was worth it because, I, like I said, man, I, 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 like I said, I always enjoy what I do, man, but I always have a good day. My energy level goes up when I see young talent like you that are, that are involved in really, really cool projects, I think, that are groundbreaking. I think this is a groundbreaking series. And to see yeah, the guys, and uh, definitely I'm going to reach out to, the, to get more of them on my show so I can help promote this. I want it renewed. I'm going to tell you, that's my goal. My goal is to get it renewed. Okay, Sky? Me too. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations, okay? Thank you so much. Appreciate it. We will be right back with more Money Making Conversation with Rashawn McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations with your daily Minute of Inspiration. This week I sat down with dancer, actor, singer, and the star of BET Plus series All the Queens of Men, Sky Elvester Black. He uses his personal story overcoming the odds to show that anything can be achieved through hard work and sacrifice. Last year, I was parking cars. Right. Mm -hmm. I was valet parking cars from 7 p.m. at night to 3.30 in the morning so I could audition in the daytime to be able to be blessed enough to get a role that actually um, has impacted people. Mm -hmm. Like, I've gotten countless DMs say, hey, your story and your struggle has inspired me. Your Mm -hmm. character inspires me. Because going back to what you said, anything you want, you can do it. But it requires a level of work and sacrifice. If you want to listen to this full interview with Sky Alvester Black, it's available on MoneyMakingConversation.com. Now let's return to Money Making Conversation with Rashawn McDonald. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I say this every episode. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. People always talk about gifts and passion. If you have a gift, lead with your gift. And don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. I interview celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers on my show all the time. My guest is... Dr. Tony Evans. He is the founder and senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas. You know what they say? How about them cowboys? Founder and president of the Urban Alternative and author of over 100 books, booklets, and Bible studies. He's one of the first African-Americans to earn a doctorate of theology from Dallas Theological Seminary, and he has become one of the 12 most effective preachers in the English-speaking world by Baylor University. Dr. Evans holds the honor of writing and publishing the first full Bible commentary and study by an African-American. That's impressive. Pastor Tony Evans and his family, this is why he's on the show, shares moments from their tour of Israel in the upcoming documentary, Journey with Jesus, where they retrace the steps of our Savior. Dr. Tony Evans is on the show to discuss this new film, and it's in conjunction with Phantom Event release. This in limited theaters, November 15th through the 17th. It is filmed on site in Israel. It's a new documentary. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation for the very first time. I've had his family on the show, and we're going to talk about that. Dr. Tony Evans, how you doing, sir? Hello, good to be with you. Well, the beauty of having you on your show, because I always try to do a little research. First of all, let everybody know, we're going to talk about Journey with Jesus. I, 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 I call that a visual sermon, sir. That's what was my takeaway. It is, it's the opening, and I'm not going to give away the the, the 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 details of the of the documentary, but the but I can share the emotion of the documentary journey with Jesus. Is that you know, like I said, you know, I was, I'm born and raised in Houston, Texas, and when I first moved to New York, 
I, you know, I, I knew about Broadway. I knew about, you know, the Statue of Liberty. When I saw it, it, it had an emotion to me. When I saw the uh, Empire State Building, it had an emotion to me. When I moved to Los Angeles and I walked down and saw the Chinese Man Theater and saw the Hollywood Walk of Fame and then the Santa Monica Beaches, it is so resonated in my life that it had an emotional pull to me. And I went, wow, I didn't realize how much it had an effect on me. And I only say that because... Being a man who preaches the word of God and then shares these blessings and, and comes in some words allows us to understand these blessings by through your teachings, going to Israel has to have a, a, an amazing emotional pull to you, correct? Well, absolutely. In fact, what we're trying to do is get people to join me in the experience that I and my family had when we were there. I mean, you're watching the Bible come off the page of right. Scripture and become a living experience in your life. It's one thing to know about the Lord. It's another thing to experience the Lord. And this, this documentary was designed to bring people into a visual experience of the Lord, where he did what he did, where he lived, where he demonstrated his glory, where he did his miracles, where he taught his lessons, so that you are entering into the moment and it becomes a, a dynamic reality rather than a theoretical informational session. Well, you know, it's like a, one of my favorite shows on TV is Aerial America. You know, that show that shows the, the world from a visual, uh, uh, from that uh, well, 10,000 square feet high in the air. You look down, you get a perspective of the power of, uh, of, 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 the, of the world that we don't appreciate sometimes. And when I when I, from the very opening, I went, wow, I felt a, a, a strong presence to this, this series. What was what was the story you were trying to tell visually, Dr. Tony Evans, with Journey with Jesus? Because there are two stories. There's an oral story, but the visual story, I think, played an important role, too. Tell us about that. Well, what we tried to do was combine the sights with the sound. You know, when you're looking at TV, you don't just want to hear the hear the sound. You want a picture, but you don't want a picture without the sound. Yes. So we wanted sight and sound. Yes. So what we tried to do was show where Jesus was, what happened there, give you the truth of Scripture while we gave you the visual context of where that particular passage or that particular truth took place. Right. So you're seeing what you're hearing and not just hearing what you're hearing. And so we did that with each of the sites. Many people have never been to Israel uh, and you can't go right now very easily. And so this way they can, they can go on a Jesus journey and join us as we went on a Jesus journey. We took about 700 people with us uh, who went on the journey with us. But our thought was, well, why limit this to 700? Why don't we film it so people who can't go, haven't gone, or need to need to go again can can join the Evans clan in this journey. And so it was an exciting thing to be able to give people what we were seeing and let them see it at the same time we were seeing it. Well, you know, the, the, let's talk about that whole journey because it's an emotional. It was it was funny when I watched it. There's you always looked like you were stepping down into something. You was always stepping down. You know, is that the way? Just the natural the natural architect of how everything is laid out because you was always going down, down, stepping down in, into some hollow chamber, into some some room or some 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 space. So talk about that whole architecture, Dr. Tony Evans. Well, of course, you have a lot of rolling areas in the, in the Holy Land. And then, of course, in many places, they built 
um, monuments to what happened or what is believed to have happened on that particular site. And in giving a space for people to gather, they created steps for you to enter into that area because over time, things have been, uh, things have been built up. So this allows you to, 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 uh, to flow with the topography of <laughs> yeah. the land right. while at the very same time being in a place where you can gather large groups of people to hear the teaching that's taking place uh, relative to the site and location in which you are focusing on. How many times have you been there? Because I was listening, heard Priscilla said uh, one other time you went and when you first there, you came back and, and it just told the family your experience and all that. Time. How many times have you been to Israel, Dr. Tony Evans? I, I've been there about five times. We okay. uh, we lead a, a group on a semi-regular basis through, through our national ministry, the Urban Alternative, and uh, uh, people who want to go with us and hear the teachings and see the sites. And so, so yeah, this was, but each time, is a fresh experience. Right. And each time there is new inspiration that comes because you are, you, you know, you in the spot, right. you in the spot <laughs> and you feel the spot you're in. Well, you know, I, it, it, I and I know it, you know, like, like I say that when I, when I think about it, I remember when I was um, in New York, I was going up to be a stand-up comedian and I, I came, I was just, I came out of the subway of 42nd and I came out of that subway Knowing this is what I wanted to be, knowing this is the place I wanted, I just felt power. I felt this rush of emotion that, wow, I'm actually here and I'm fulfilling my dreams. And so going to Israel for the very first time for you had to be fulfilling a dream as well, Dr. Tony Evans. Talk to us about that very first time, because each time you your eyes see more, you know, because things slow down. But that first time, it's all emotion. And then you, when you get back, you start recollecting and say, I wish I would have done this. Talk about that first time your visit to Israel. Well, uh, the first time is exciting anticipation yes, because sir. you know where you're going, but you don't know all that <laughs> you're going to see and you don't know how it will affect you. But you know, because you've never been, that it is something to look forward to. Yes. So there's great anticipation that first time. So you kind of get hit with a wild bang. You know, you get, <laughs> you know, everything becomes an aha moment right. when you're in the first experience. But it's like studying the Bible. When you go back to the passage that you preached before, new things emerge that you didn't see the first time you studied it or preached from it. Right. So the first time I visited Israel, Bam. But now every time afterwards, I'm trying to go deeper, see more, experience right. more right. so that I can build on top of that first time layers of excitement about who Jesus is, what he did and what he still can do. Right. You know, the interesting thought about it, because, you know, when you talk about God, you talk about Jesus, you talk about anything that's historical or biblical, television and movies have their own versions of it. And so their own versions can be big or overwhelming and so like i remember when i went to france and i went to london and i started i said that's not that big how many people did it get in this little small area did any of the uh any of the dimensions or the uh size where events were held uh become understated when you actually was there live and you went wow this is not what i expected but you still were inspired by it well yeah number the first of all 
the land of Israel is very compact. People are living very close together. Yes. You know, uh, you know, you you think you're going to be driving a, a long way and you're going across the street and you're in a whole nother, you, you're in a whole nother <laughs> site, you know. Uh, so so that is a lot of it. Some places are further than others, but a lot of it is compact. So that that caught my attention. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at the the sites, for example, when we went to Peter's house, because they they are the, uh, the art, uh, architecture uh, and the archaeological digs came to Peter's Peter's home, and they were able to identify it. Right. And so when you when you went there and you saw what what a house structure would look like back then, it you know, and, and you didn't have a picture of that before. It just says the Bible just tells you Peter's house. It doesn't describe <laughs> Peter's house. So now you get to see it, and all of a sudden. It, it shows you how different our lives are today from what they were experiencing uh, back uh, 2000 years ago. So, uh, yes, you, 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 you get a lot of surprises, but because of the inspiration tied to the surprise, you are you are um, invigorated afresh each time. Yeah. You know, interesting thing. I come from um, Houston, Texas, like I said earlier, born in the inner city, you know, uh, Fifth Ward. You know, and so six sisters, two brothers, father was a truck driver, a third grade education, mom graduated from high school. So, but we didn't, but they were very important in my life because they made sure we stayed focused and uh, and also enabled us to live the life that they felt that we could if they, if they, if we all did the right things. And in this, and in this uh, visual sermon, I like to call it journey to journey with Jesus because it's so beautiful and it's, and you get to hear Dr. Tony Evans preach, you get to hear from his family, his amazing uh, children, you get to see his wife, you know, that is two daddy. And that's a, the nickname for your father uh, mm-hmm. in Baltimore. And it talks about how early on things can be shaped and that shape can lead to different paths. I would say we live a fork in the road. Everybody lives in the fork. I always say that to myself, that we all live in the fork in the road, left or right, because you can never just stay down in the middle. You have to make a decision. And your father made the decision for you. Talk about how that impacted you, because it's discussed in Journey with Jesus, and I'm sure it's relatable to a lot of people who would see it for the very first time. Well, yeah, my father came to faith when he was about 30 years old. And um, and that forever changed the trajectory of our home. Yes, sir. He brought he brought Jesus Christ into every element of our family. It it I mean our family was turned inside out. He transferred that faith to his children, to to my mother first, and then to his children. Right. We adopted that faith as our own. That gave us a foundation as a family that was fraying before then. That was now being solidified and becoming solid. And so now. His grandchildren, his great grandchildren, and now his great great grandchildren have seen that faith transferred to them. And it shows how one man who makes the right commitment has a legacy that can last hundreds of years. And so we hope to just keep that legacy rolling and going. And and uh, and uh, that's what we need, particularly from men today in our culture, because too many families don't have a legacy to build on. And that is because of the absenteeism of too many fathers. So I have the privilege of having a father grounded in faith and who was not ashamed to transfer. We'll be right back with more money-making conversation with the founder and pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, Dr. Tony Evans. 
This is Rashawn McDonald. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. As I continue my conversation with founder and pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, Dr. Tony Evans. Let's let's talk about uh, that legacy, you know, because two of your children, you know, I've had the privilege of interviewing uh, your son, Anthony Evans Jr., tremendous singer, performed on The Voice, and uh, Priscilla Shire, you know, she was, uh, I interviewed her when she was doing the movie The Overcomer. Now, you know, very good actress, uh, great motivational speaker, and it was, it was funny because, oh, there she is, oh, there. hey, Lupe, Lupe, <laughs> see, look at her, I love it, I love it, I love it, and, um, and, 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 and so, the, the beauty of that, because that was an emotional moment because I saw the movie and uh, and her role in it. And and I realized you guys move forward with, with, as a family, but I wanted to bring that up because relationships make people do things in a very significant manner. I, my having a relationship, whether it's interviewed or Anthony, we relate through food. And Lupe's Restaurant was our bond. And and we laugh about it. I brought it to you off air. You go, yes, Lupe, Lupe, that's our place. That is what life is about, bonding people together. That's what the ministry is about, bonding people together and making things relatable. Is Am I correct? Oh, absolutely. Uh, one of the goals of, the, of, the, of doing the film was not only to connect us closer with the Lord, but to connect God's people closer with each other. Yes, and family is the first place of connectivity. And so if families can have a shared faith, they can have a shared anchor. And uh, when that anchor is lost and the fraying starts, then the repercussions of a negative legacy begins to take place rather than a positive legacy. So if this film can be used to bring people, strengthen their faith, but strengthen their connectivity around their faith, then becomes a double win all the way around. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, you know, but for people who see this on podcast and also play it out on YouTube and visual, you know, Priscilla came in to the picture, you know. She do the same thing in the documentary. She walks on stage. You know, she has no business being on stage. So she used to just <laughs> popping in and interfering with the flow of everything. So, but that well, makes that's sense. That's how she rolls, man. That's how she rolls, right, Dr. Tony Evans? That's how she rolls, right? Right. <laughs> Now, she's featured a lot uh, from a story, almost like a co-host in some ways, Priscilla is in this process. Why was that important to have her voice? Because it allowed her to pull certain emotions, pull certain answers out of it, especially the uh, with certain areas that you guys were speaking. Talk about her role in this particular documentary, Journey with Jesus, which was filmed in Israel. Well... Her role was to walk with me because we did want to have that family connectivity. We wanted this not to be me, but we wanted to show relationally. I mean, my late wife was there, you know, um, Anthony did the music. So there was a bonding that took place. And so we wanted to show pieces of that as part of the documentary so that people would see our faith is personal, but it should be shared on a familial level. And so uh, since she likes to talk, <laughs> no, no, she don't like to go. <laughs> she got it from Doc. I got it from you, Doc. Come on now, I got it from you. <laughs> Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. What can we say? What can I say? It's a beautiful thing. Now, this whole process, and I just want to be. Um, I wanted to have fun with this interview. I wanted to be uh, have, have a. It's going to be an honest interview because that's how you roll. But more importantly, you get to see the Bible come to life. Okay. Am I saying that accurately about this yeah. journey? 
The, Bi the Bible is not just a word about God. It is the voice of God in print. But whenever the verbal can become visual. Yes, sir. Whenever you can see what you're learning, it then establishes itself in your mind and heart at a deeper level. So we wanted to help the Bible to become alive in the experience of the of the reader by giving them a visual to go alongside with the verbal. I'm going to ask you a question. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's, uh, it's, it's a thing about finding yourself. You know, like I always tell people uh, all my life, Dr. Tony Evans, people always said I was special. I was unique. I was, and I really didn't understand what they was talking about. And I, and I always tell people, it wasn't into my 40s that I accepted, I accepted the responsibilities of being who I was, Rashawn McDonald, that things that were happening, we wasn't luck. It was tied to hard work. It was tied to, you know, understanding the value of my responsibilities. I found out who I was and I started to live my life. Can you answer this question? Or this is a question that can be answered. When do you think Jesus realized he was Jesus? <laughs> well, you have, to, you have the dynamic of what we call in theology the hypostatic union, which is two natures in one person unmixed forever. Uh -huh. So Jesus went through the natural growth. The Bible says he grew in statue and grew in learning. So there was the human growth of his humanity like any child would have. Right. But it was married to deity. Mm -hmm. So you have two things always happening at the same time in the life of Jesus. Natural humanity perfectly developing while deity is forever formed. So both are happening at the same time right. because his natures never got mixed. Okay. They, they stayed distinct, but within the same person. Wow. And so you're going deep on me now. You you going deep. Well, all I'm saying is that when you go on a journey with Jesus, you watch this documentary, they're going to be in the theaters November 15th through 17th. It's going to be a whole lot of people walking out that theater thinking deep, sir. Because well, you, I hope so. I hope so. I'm, I'm going to tell, you, you know, tell you why. Because, you know, I, I the popularity of my show is that I just do real natural interviews. I have no agenda. I, I'm learning. I ask questions. I think that everybody wants to ask questions when they sit down and talk to you. Just like I said, when when did Jesus realize he was Jesus? Because it's through life, you know, we always try to come to a point where we have to accept the responsibilities for what we who and what we are. And when you talk about the Bible, you're talking about good news, and then mm -hmm. we talk about gospel, and then we talk about good news. So what is good news and what is gospel? Well, the good news, the, the word gospel, the Greek word is uh, euangelion, which means good news. And the gospel is good news against the backdrop of bad news. The bad news, see, to appreciate the good news, you got to understand the bad news. Right. The bad news <laughs> is that sinful men are separated from a holy God. And all mankind, we're sinful at various expressions of it, but we all have fallen short of God's standard of perfection. That's the bad news. It's really bad news because God can't accept imperfection in his presence. Right. So that makes the good news awesome news because God has come up with a way to grant us a credit report of perfection. What happens when a person comes to Christ 
they get to piggyback on Jesus's credit report. And since Jesus's credit report is perfect credit, when you accept Jesus, you get a perfect credit score, even though you and I are imperfect yes. because God allows the righteousness of Christ to be transferred to us. And that makes good news, awesome news for all who are willing to respond to. Well, you know, the, the beauty of a uh, family, and I'm bringing this up because, uh, you know, Atlanta, I have a business and I have, a, I have one daughter. She goes to University of Houston and uh, she was interning this summer. And I was every day she walked in and went home. I was happy. I was proud because she was, uh, you know, you want to create legacies. You want to want your children to live the life and, and respect the things that you're doing to have your children work on this project. Just just slow it down. And just talk about how that reacted to you now that the, your wife and their mother is gone. And how it was important that they was all, they were a part of. We talked about Priscilla being a co-host and Anthony. He's doing the music, but the fact that they were there were important on this journey. Talk about that. Well, you know, family is a big deal. It's a big deal in the Bible. It's a big deal in in history, and it's a big deal for culture. Uh, and you know. Whoever owns the family owns the future. The saga yes. of a nation is the saga of its families written large. Mm -hmm. You break down the family, you've destroyed the society. So the fact that we could do this as a family allowed us to underscore visually how critical family is to the legacy of faith. We didn't just want to preach it and say it. We wanted people to see it. So it was very critical. Well, you know, uh, Jesus walked on water. You were preaching on water. I there. did. <laughs> you, you were preaching on water out there. Come on now. <laughs> and uh, and just being creative, the whole process of being able to pull that together. You know, you guys have producers. You have uh, uh, people out there that just to make sure everybody got that experience. Because like you said, it was 700, 800 people who came on this journey with you guys. And you got to do uh, 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 sermons in certain very historical locations and things like that. Talk about that experience. And we're talking with uh, Dr. Tony Evans, Journey with Jesus, this is a documentary, November 15th through the 17th. It'll be in selected theaters. But more importantly, as I ask these questions with him, I'm moved by the fact that the, the, the movie moved me. It, it, it allowed me to see things I had never seen in my life, Dr. Tony Evans. It allowed me to slow down and appreciate my life, Dr. Tony Evans. And more importantly, it, it got, you shared some good news with me. Well, the good news, the, the good news of Jesus Christ is hope. Yes, sir. Hope in time and hope for eternity. That's that's twice hope, you know. Mm -hmm. And when you understand the hope that comes in Christ in spite of the realities of circumstances, and when you're able to experience that yourself and then bring your loved ones into that, then it creates a whole new perspective of how you move in the future. And so much confusion today, so many pandemics today, so much conflict today, people need to see some hope. And so it is our hope that the journey with Jesus will give people a sense that all is not lost in spite of how bad things look. Yes. Because what comes with Jesus is a whole bunch, basket full of hope. Well, you know, first of all, I want to let everybody, this is not a, 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 a touristy movie. Uh, this, is a, a, this is a journey. And that's a, that's a different terminology. And yeah. But one thing that I always know that, um, I remember when I went to South Africa, because you always have these images of 
uh, black people eating, black people skinny, black people flies. Just, just, just the darkness that sits over right. Africa. And so when you see on TV and you look at Israel, all you think about is bombings and and, and danger. And talk about that experience because I felt a sense of calm in your journey. I didn't feel any, I didn't sense any fear or any uncertainty. But that's what we get on TV. Absolutely. Well, you know, uh, that's what makes news, you know, the, the, all the negative stuff. And there's reality to a lot of the negative stuff. But that, see, that's the beauty, that when we journeyed with Jesus, we journeyed in peace. Yes. Even in a country where there is conflict yes. and war and, uh, and, 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 and people coming at each other, we were in a place of peace. So guess what Jesus says? He says, uh, in me, you in the world, you will have tribulation. In me, you will have peace because I've overcome the world. That's what the journey of Jesus gives you, a whole bunch of peace. His new documentary explores the ministry of Christ. It's called uh, Journey with Jesus, shot on location in Israel, a special phantom event. It's released in theaters November 15th through the 17th. Dr. Tony Evans, as always, I enjoyed my conversation with your son, Anthony. And Priscilla, you know, I love her. And maybe one day we all going to meet up at Lupe's Tortilla and share some great tacos and all that good stuff because I love the family, man. Well, I appreciate that. And I just want to encourage folks. All they got to do is go on journeywithjesusmovie.com and uh, put in your zip code. It'll tell you where the movie is playing in your area on on November 15th, 16th, and 17th. Well, tell the uh, team to give me some flyers, and I put it on my social media. And uh, okay. Priscilla know how I do it. I did it for the overcomer. I did it for your son. I will help you promote this. I got almost a million followers and You've social media. You've been listening media. to Money-Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. Okay? Please Thank join us next week. And right, always remember, you. leave with your gifts. If you want to Money hear Making Conversations is a presentation of 3815 Media Incorporated. You are now tuned host. into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations with your daily Minute of Inspiration. Recently, I spoke with writer, stand-up comedian, actor, and Howard alum, Leonard Robinson. He gave us advice for upcoming actors trying to break into the film industry. Well, I was really fortunate in, in that respect and then I, I started auditioning way back in the you know at the pilot level I had auditioned and tested and then that didn't work out and then they brought me back in for another role when the, when the show got picked up and that didn't work out and they brought me back in for uh, about two or three more roles after that before I landed the role of Torian Jackson so I really credit Issa Rae and Prentice um, for just having determination I want to say on their part to, to work me into the show some kind of way but I I think in short, it's, you know, what is for you is for you. If you want to listen to this full interview with Leonard Robinson, it's available on moneymakingconversations.com.